Welcome to Sugar-Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. Are we ready? We're here. We're ready. We're going. We're doing it. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's be podcasters. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's be podcasters for an hour because that's <laughs> the only time we are podcasters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And even during that hour, it's questionable. Indeed. So we may fall off the... Welcome back, Judge Jerry. You know who it is. Whoa, 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 Matt. This isn't an episode. This is our promo. What's the promo? Just to tell everybody about our podcast, K with the Boys. Oh, where you and I get together and talk about craft beer and combat sports, horror movies, and whatever else is on our mind? Yeah, from Buckle to Bell, we cover the best combat news in the biz. Oh, yeah, we do do that, don't we? Yeah, every week. Yeah, and you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and on YouTube. We're at GNWTB on all social media, so catch us out there and have a beer with us. Cheers. Podcast wagon whilst recording this very podcast. Yes. <laughs> And then people will be like, what are they now? What, what are they we doing? What are they being? We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know. No. Mm-mm. No. Well, uh, this week it's my turn to bake. And you're you're Ann Varner. Oh, I am. I'm Karen Devaney. I'll be damned. This is Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. That's who we are. We got dropped in this somehow. I don't know. Pop. <laughs> like two tablets of Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> we are fizzing. We just got plopped right in. <laughs> So, All right. yeah, it's your turn to bake. Yeah. I love these days. I haven't, I feel like I haven't done it in a while. I mean, I'm having a hard time getting my, motive, my mojo in the kitchen. I don't know why. Oh, that's it's not scary because right it's, um, it's, it's the holiday it's, season. It's Thanksgiving time. Mm-hmm. And we probably need to get your cooking mojo going. Something's got to happen or else people are going to be disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, I eked it out. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I mean, you always, you always try to, I mean, you always end up pulling it out your butt somehow. I Not that this item is from your butt. It's not from my butt. No. I turned to my friend Sally of Sally's Baking Addiction. Well, we are BFFs. We are. We are. <laughs> We're in a sisterhood with Sally. Yeah, She just doesn't know. Yeah. Um, and it's fun, and I don't care if she doesn't know. No, we're we're no, friends. We people like love a, our relationship. Put <laughs> yeah. that way. This is not the only relationship we have that's, that that's they don't like. That people that don't people know are about. not aware that where they're in a relationship with yeah. us. It's good. <laughs> it works for me. I mean, I think it works no fabulously. Hassle. Yeah, it's not a lot of drama. No, like, she doesn't create one bit of drama in our lives. No, no, she doesn't. This one is called a caramel upside down cake, girls. Shot. Uh, I'm not gonna. That's my, uh, you know, the caramel apple. That's my, that's my love language. I know. I freaking love it. I know, but she didn't have any booze in it, <laughs> so <laughs> I felt like um adding some booze. To oh, it. I'm so glad you took it upon yourself. So it's uh more of a hot buttered rum apple upside down cake. Now you're singing my song. <laughs> yes. You're absolutely singing my song. I just did basically what she did mm-hmm. uh, for the as far as the topping goes. And with that you're you make you mix brown sugar and unsalted butter. Brown sugar. Brown sugar. And you do that on the stovetop. Not the stove Once, top. On the stovetop, girl. <laughs> right on the stovetop. Hi heavens. <laughs> and you wait until that butter melts down and then you start 
stir, 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 stir for a minute. It's going to get good and bubbly. Mm -hmm. Bubbly. Michael Bublé has come to visit you in your kitchen. (laughs) He's friends with me too. Yeah. Then once it gets like that, you take it off the heat and you throw in some cinnamon and kill a vanilla. And that's when I said, I think I should also add some rum. So seal and cheese. First of all, it could have been the kill of vanilla saying, I need a a partner. Yes. I need a friend. Yes. And then you were like, oh, meet Sailor Jerry. Yes. (laughs) Kill of vanilla and Sailor Jerry are friends. They are friends. Well, who would it be? Some of his stuff fell into the mixture (laughs) too. (laughs) And you take that and you pour it into the bottom of a nine inch pie plate but you got to make sure it's like two inches deep okay so that's important so almost like a deep disher kind of like a deep disher i I didn't feel like mine was super deep but i think um are most pie plates i'm just wondering are most standard pie plates like two inches deep i think so um sal said hers was 1.8 and she didn't have a problem with overflow okay okay I didn't measure mine because but it, worked. it looked deeper than what she had. So how deep are you, <laughs> Mr. Pie Plate? So you take that that liquid stuff and you pour it in the bottom of an ungreased pie plate. Whoa. And then you're gonna take your cut up peeled cord sliced apples and arrange them, you know, pretty like. What kind of apples did you use? We used the gala apples. Mm-hmm. They did, just looked good to me. Did the recipe call for particular apple she, or just said whatever? I'm sure she says somewhere what what kind she prefers, but I don't, I didn't read it because, you know, she does like a whole long. I know there's like a whole narrative. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just what, what kind of apple you like. Okay. I don't like a mealy apple. So I stay away from like red delicious. Honeycrisp can sometimes be hit or miss. You want it to be sweet, but you also need it to have just a little bit of a kick. And I found. You've got to have tartness. Yeah. The gala apples or gala, whatever. You want to call them? It's a regatta gala apple. Regatta gala. That's right. <laughs> so you arrange your apples on top of that, and then you stick your pie plate in the frigidaire. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to help things kind of congeal. Set. It's going to set for a minute. And, and then apples are going to set up in that car. That's sauce. right. That's right. Yeah, probably soak it in. You don't want them swimming around. No, You don't no, want you them don't. swimming around. Because it could swim right out of the pie plate. That's right. Because what you're going to do next is make a cake batter. That is wild. And it's like a cinnamon cake batter. Oh, yeah. And once you make up that batter, you're going to spread it on top of those apples. So you don't want those apples swimming around. You need them to be set. Once you put that cake batter on top, just stick it in your oven. Um, The total time to cook is between 40 and 46 minutes. I set my timer for 22 minutes because halfway through, you've got to tent your cake. You Otherwise, oh, it, wow. the middle is raw and the outside is burnt. We don't want that. No. So you just put a little tin foil tent. tent. Um, and then I baked it for another 22. So mine ended up being 44 minutes and then it was right on the money. Okay. Good to know. Then you're to take that yummalicious cake out of the oven let it cool for 15 minutes just 15 not don't want it to cool too long because if that stuff in the bottom sits it's gonna be sticky and you can't get it out oh yeah and then you're gonna flip it on a plate that's crazy and then the caramel apple stuff's on top yes holy mother of apple yes and she does see in her recipe that you can cut it warm but it might be messy it's better to let it cool and yeah. then cut it yeah yeah so, that makes sense yeah so there you go. That's I'm what excited I'm excited to taste this. Oh, guys, y'all need to be here to taste this I'm telling stuff. you, 
if you have not picked your Thanksgiving dessert, this might this be might the one. Just be it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, that's really exciting. So while I'm thinking about my recipe, what are you <laughs> going to be doing? I will also be thinking about your recipe <laughs> <laughs> and tasting it, but also I will be telling you about a murder case out of Georgia. Mm, Georgia. Yeah. You know, the devil went down to Georgia. I feel like he was living right down there. <laughs> he wasn't even visiting. He was living right there. He lived? I think like he, he moved. Lived. The devil moved down to Georgia? We've been, yes. We've been seeing it wrong all this time. I feel like he went down to Georgia, but nobody ever see, seen him leave. <laughs> nobody seen him? <laughs> nobody seen him leave. <laughs> oh, no. No. So the Georgia, the Georgia might have stayed at the devil. <laughs> the devil might have stayed at the Georgia. All right. I'm going to start my murder. Maybe reading words will be better than just thinking of them. Maybe. Do you love true crime but are looking for something different? Do you like learning about cases so off the wall they can't possibly be true? Do you love history but want to hear about what they didn't teach you in school? Do you like laughing awkwardly about cases that are bizarre and a little strange? Then we have the podcast for you. Join me, Lindsay. And me, Madison, for Yield Crime where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. Listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime. Face it, dating sucked in your 20s, gets worse in your 30s, and your 40s, forget it. It's a cesspool out there, and we're your flotation device. Join us weekly for saucy chat, ridiculous love gurus, and MILF-worthy fun to spice up your life. The MILF MILF and and Me Podcast. Every Wednesday on your favorite pod platform. And the MILFandMePod.com. The The MILF MILF and and Me Podcast. Podcast. Okay, Philip and Linda Height lived in Effingham County, Georgia, outside of Savannah. Philip was a well-known land developer and realtor, and both of them were very involved in their church and community. They were highly respected, respected, and they had three sons named Craig, Chris, and Carrie. Stay with a C theme, a theme. They have C theme. So Carrie, the youngest, was in business with his dad, Philip. So he was also a realtor and land developer. Um, he served on the Chamber of Commerce. He was a man about town. Fantastic. So, I like a man about town. Yeah. A boat. A boat. So he was married to his high school sweetheart, Robin, and they had three children. Craig was not in the family business. Um, he was a di- he was a divorced father of two, an avid hunter, and was on disability for a hurt back. In the early morning of August 25th, 2008, someone shot Philip dead in his bed. Well, damn. And they killed Carrie, who happened to be staying over that night. What the hell? And they shot Linda in the face as she was coming out of the bathroom. What? That's pretty rude. That is rude. She mar mar mar. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> she miraculously survived. Whoa, yeah, no way. Shot in the face. And she was able to crawl to the kitchen to get her s- cell phone out of her purse. Holy and call 911. Yeah, Are you kidding with me? With a shot face. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. It actually took six minutes for the dispatcher to get the information out of her because right. she was having such a hard time. Forming her words. I'm sure. Because her mouth. So when police arrive on the scene, they find Linda still clinging to life in the kitchen, still holding her cell phone. Wow. 
And she had actually taken a shot of buckshot to her face. So it was more than just one wound. It was gnarly in a bad way. Gnarly. Gnarly, dude. It was gnarly, dude. I don't know if gnarly meaning bad. Um, Carrie was dead in his bed. Mm-mm. And Philip was dead in his bed. Philip actually had the sheet pulled over him like he had tried to not see the shooter or whatever, but he still had a CPAP machine on. Oh, no. Yeah. Both had been shot at close range with a shotgun and ballistics in an autopsy would eventually show that all shots were fired from the same weapon. One shooter. One shooter. Yes. So, of course, Linda's sons rushed to her bedside to be with her. And because her mouth was wired shut, police could not get a statement from her. Right. So. But she couldn't write it either. I guess she was incapacitated. Wow. And then they couldn't get a statement. Dang. So the small community was not just devastated over the attack of the Height family, but also they were terrified. They just. I mean, they he didn't have any known enemies. They were just flabbergasted as to what happened and who would have done such a thing. Of course, rumors started flying around, like, was this a mob hit? People thought it was a mob hit. Oh, my. That maybe um, he had done some land development that had stepped on somebody's toes. Or maybe there was a real estate deal he had done and somebody was disgruntled about it. They were just grasping at straws because they really could not figure out who in the hell would have done something like this. And especially to take all three of them out or to attempt to. Right. As investigators assess the crime scene, they get the feeling that it was staged to look like a murder. I mean, no, it was not staged to look like a murder. It was a murder. (laughs) It was a murder, but it was staged to look like a robbery. Oh. (laughs) Follow along with the bouncing ball. It will double dribble. It will dribble backwards. It will hop. Like, just follow it. It's good. It's all all fun and games. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they also noticed, <laughs> whoa, we're here for the ride. And they also noticed that the house had been doused with gasoline. Oh. The house had been doused. No, the house, not the house, and the doused. The house had been doused. I hope there were no moose. Mouse, <laughs> mouse. If there was a mouse about. Oh, no. <laughs> so even though clothing was strewn all around the house, Nothing was missing, not keys, not vehicles, not jewelry, not cash. It's all there and accounted for. Wow. But there was a key that was found inside of the lock in the back door. Oh, so whoever was used the damn key? (laughs) Looks like they knew where the hide key was. All right. As police start to interview the inner circle of the family. Let me just say one thing real quick while I'm thinking about it. Okay. Because we always like to give um, advice to our listeners. Yeah, safety advice. If you have, um, and I'm not saying this is what happened by any means, but it just popped in my head. Let's say you have a a child who has a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and they are privy to where the hide-a-key is, and then they break up. You might want to hide the key somewhere else or get your locks changed. Exactly. If you have a neighbor that knows and then you become disgruntled, please, please hide that key somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. You don't want people just randomly no especially another case where somebody knew where the hide key was yep. walked in and stole a gun and then later murdered somebody with, with it. said gun that's right if you read our book click 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 you'll find out you'll find out that story that's a shameless promotion and it's free <laughs> <laughs> anyway as police start to interview the inner circle of family and friends they started to notice there were some cracks in this tight-knit 
family. There always are. Yeah. When they talk to Robin, Carrie's wife, remember the high school sweetheart with three children? She divulges that she had been having an affair. Damn it, Robin. With her husband's brother. Oh, no. The older one, Craig. Oh. Yeah. She also said that she had told Carrie, her husband, about the affair and that the entire Height family actually knew. And it was causing quite a riff. I'm sure. She said that Carrie had told her he could forgive her for the affair if she would just end it with his brother. And then they would put their family back together. He truly loved her. They were high school sweethearts. That's the only woman he ever loved. And he said, you had an affair. Obviously, our marriage needs some work if you stop seeing my brother. And he also said, "Any, other, I mean, you could have had an affair with anybody. Why did it have to be my brother? Really? Like, that's really almost Weird. incestuous. Yeah. She also said that Philip had confronted her one night in the driveway of her home. Philip, the matriarch. Right. And had demanded that she end the affair and patch things up with her husband. And Would he be the patriarch? Oh, would I say matriarch? Uh-huh. Oh, dear. I'm so sorry, Philip. I have made you a woman. And that's not who you are. R.I.P. And you are a man. (laughs) Gee whiz. Okay. Everybody, it's okay. We're going to be fine. We're going to get through that. Anyway, he demanded that she patch things up with her husband and stop this stupid affair that was ripping their family apart. And, of course, he confronted his son, Craig. He even threatened to take Craig out of the will if he did not break things off with Robin. Okay. Well, Craig told his mama... If I want Robin, I will have Robin. Oh. So there's a little possession thing going on. Yeah. Robin also told investigators about one night about that happened about two weeks before the murder when she and Carrie had been having dinner at Philip and Linda's house. And Craig charged in with a gun, waving it around. A scuffle ensued, and eventually he was disarmed. Oh, damn He it, was Craig. really mad because Carrie and Philip had hired a helicopter to fly over this remote cabin in Georgia where Craig was living at the time to document, take pictures of the fact that Robin's car was there too. Oh no. Yeah. So they were, I think they, that Philip was applying a lot of pressure. And I think that Carrie was trying to say, listen, Robin, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't cut things off with my brother. Like I thought we talked about that. Right. But um, Robin never really agreed to cut things off with Craig. He just said, uh-huh. She's like, <laughs> oh, I mean, whatever. all right. I think she enjoyed being fought over by two brothers. Probably. But that's kind of gross and sick. Indeed. So the night of the murder, Robin and Carrie had had a fight, which is why Carrie was sleeping over at his parents' house. Okay. Also, Robin had called Craig after Carrie left and told him about the fight. Oh. And she might have also mentioned that he was sleeping at Philip and Linda's that night. Well, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds like Robin needed to keep her trap shut. I think Robin needed to keep her pants zipped. <laughs> Probably would have also helped. <laughs> I don't think any of this would have happened <laughs> if it were not for her. Maybe because not. she even admitted that she made the first move on Craig. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's not so without basically come in and destroyed this entire family. Pretty much. Way and she's got three babies. With this man that she's destroying. Police go and talk to Craig, of course, and he never mentions an affair with Robin. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. I why. Yeah, he never mentioned that. So then they had interviewed him again, and they asked him about it point blank. And he downplayed it to more as an inappropriate emotional connection. Oh. 
just a little inappropriate oh, emotional yeah. connection. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Even though there's documented proof that she was shacking up with me, it was just a connection. And it was an emotional. Emotional we inappropriate. Stayed, we, we social distanced the whole time she yeah. was shacking she up with me. Yeah, she wore a mask. She was six feet away. It was all up and up. He also informed them that he had a shotgun and a pair of hunting boots that he had been keeping in his shed that seemed to have been stolen right oh, before the no. murders. Right before the murder. What are the odds? That's crazy. Yeah. Two months after the murders. That's eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Craig moves into Robin's house. Of course he does. He starts dri- driving Carrie's truck. Oh. And yeah. using it to drive Carrie's children to school every day. And this is Carrie's brother. Yes. And he has just plugged himself right in. Wow. Yep. And little Miss Robin encouraged it. Of course she did. After all, she had gotten a $3.5 million life insurance payout for the death. $3.5 million? She needed to have somebody to share that with. Lord of mercy. Mm-hmm. Nine months after the murder, the police finally arrest Craig. And they charge him with two murders, an attempted murder, and a bunch of other related crimes. You oh. know how they do. Like they put the weapons charges in there, the breaking and entering, the you showed up, nobody invited you shit. Right, that kind right. of stuff. Maybe some stalking. I don't know. Inappropriate behavior. Some inappropriate um, connections. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's in a, we're charging with inappropriate emotional connection that resulted in death. There you go. Yeah. That's perfect. We need to have that. On I the agree. Books. I agree. So two years later, Mr. Craig was convicted of all the crimes that they charged him with. His brother and his, Chris, the, mm-hmm. the only surviving son, and his mom both testified on his behalf. What? And steadfastly believed. That he is innocent. Why? It's just easier. Does the mom not remember? Well, she said she never saw the person that shot her. She saw a tall man, a tall, thin man in a, that was a silhouette. Wow. But Craig, maybe you could say he was tall, but I don't think you could say he was thin. I think he was just average. Mm-hmm. I think that was Craig's problem is all of his life. He was just average and his brother was beyond average. Right. She she said she never got a clear picture of who shot her, and she just said, "I I raised this, I raised this man. I know the kind of person he is, and he is not the kind that would shoot his brother and his father and me." Wow! And she was like, "Plus, he was at my bedside while I was recovering." Guilt, you think? That's called guilt, Mama. So investigators think that he came in that night with the intention to kill his brother to get his brother's wife and to kill his dad to get his dad's money. Mm-hmm. And his mom was collateral damage because she was there. She had to die. And when he was dousing the house with, with not with fire, Gasoline. that's what it is. He was not <laughs> spreading fire yet. And he must've heard her on the 911 call and he chickened out and didn't set the fire because he was going to set it. And that have everything burn, everybody was going to burn up. But right. then he figured out his mom was still alive. I guess he didn't have the nerve to go back in and shoot her again. Oh my God. Because 911 had already been called. Right. Anyway, they said that that's what he did. Like I said, she maintained her belief of his innocence. She actually passed away in 2013 mm-hmm. of cancer and maintained, verbally maintained his innocence. But let me just tell you something. You know how some people say one thing and their actions tell you a whole different thing? Yeah. Okay. She sued Philip's estate to block Craig from getting any of his inheritance. Okay. Saying that Craig should not benefit off of his father's death. Right. Yeah. But he's innocent. Right. And 
also she had been left out of the will. No way. The the will was to all three boys. Oh wow. And it was a lot of money and a lot of land and a lot of things, like a lot of assets. She got none of it. And so she needed money. Yeah. So she went after Craig's part of the and she did it it did settle. It was settled out of court. Okay. And then she turned around and sued Robin. Good for her. She sued her for $2 million for causing the death of her son and husband. Now, right. if you believe that Craig is innocent, why would you think that Robin caused it? Right. <laughs> because who else would have done it? Right. So that was also settled out of court. So she did get some money from Robin. Good. Robin, I feel like, has a little bit of blood on her hands. She was never arrested. Right. Never arrested. And there are a lot of people in that community that disagree with her not being arrested for something. And they also said that when she got the death benefit, her children, her three children got a death benefit from mm-hmm. their dad. Right. That that they ended up having to go to court to make her release that money to those boys. Wow. So she's not a stand-up person. No. And when she was interviewed on mm, one of the oxygen shows, maybe Dateline, Secrets Uncovered. Oh. There's a there's a whole secrets uncovered. And I think they did this story and she said, Yeah, I guess it looked bad when I when Craig moved in with me two months later. I just didn't think about it. I really didn't care what people thought. Really? Mm-hmm. Your husband has been murdered. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, let's just move his brother in. And she knew that Craig was pissed. I mean, he had told her things like, I'm gonna go old school on those two if they don't let up and you know, he was like really very angry right. at his dad for siding with Carrie and at Carrie for whatever. I don't know why you're mad at the guy whose wife you've stolen. <laughs> like, right. well, no, I don't know what that's you. about. But everybody said that Craig was just really jealous that Carrie had the life he wanted. And it, he never really wanted to work as hard as Carrie did, which is why he wasn't in the business. And so he was really jealous. Mm. Chris wasn't in the business either, but he wasn't like a black sheep or anything. But I think Craig's lifestyle, for whatever reason, displeased his dad. Right. And so, you know, he was held to the same standard as everybody else, but he didn't want, he wanted what Craig had or what Carrie had. He just didn't want work for it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, here's the crazy thing that I uncovered while I was doing this. Here's the real secret uncovered that nobody's touched. Oh, no. And I really need for somebody out there, because we are just like, Eensy weensy teeny weeny itty bitty little podcast or DIY podcast. We got <laughs> no journalistic prowess. We've got we got no connections. If somebody could please go look into this because it is real. It's real. It's like this is a fact. I'm going to tell you. Okay. But I don't know why people aren't looking at it. Right before the trial started of Craig, Robin's brother committed suicide at her house. Oh no! What what happened there? I don't know, but can we look into that? Yeah. Can somebody do some digging? Because I think Robin's got blood on her hands, and I think he knew it and couldn't take it. Maybe. Maybe he was being called to testify against Craig, and he and she was putting pressure on him to not testify or whatever. I don't know what was happening, but I just found that to be, like, I was really shocked. And the way I found out was, you know, I read a lot of blogs and stuff when I do the research, and I always read if there are comments below I always read them. Right. And one person had commented, why hasn't anybody looked into the fact that I think it was two days or the day before, maybe two days, the trial, 
Robin's brother committed suicide at her house. And I was like, that can't be right. So then I go, tip, 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 tap, 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 tap. <laughs> and it was true. There wow. was a, I mean, there was a Savannah newspaper that ran that story. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So I feel like this is not over. I feel like this shouldn't be over. Maybe not. That is it. So I think she's got blood on her hands. What, what, how many years did he get? Oh, did I tell you? I don't think you did. Oh, let me tell you. Please. Let me tell you what happened. Was he found guilty by his peers? He was found guilty by his peers. Okay. His peers. His peers. And he got two life sentences for each murder, like one for each murder. Okay. And then he got 85 years for the attempted murder on his mom. Gotcha. And these are to be served consecutively. Oh, nice. So he's So he'll never come out. No, he's done. He'll never get out of the Georgia prison that he's in. And I hope whatever one he's in, it does not have air conditioning. Oh, my goodness. And I hope it has really big bucks. (laughs) That's all I can say. (laughs) And I, you know... In the words of Judge Newman, Judge Cliff Newman, who's one of my heroes, I hope that the ghost of Carrie comes to visit Robin every single night. Me too. Yeah. And I hope that the ghost of Craig's dad, Philip, comes and cusses him out every night too. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) That would be nice. Yes. So anyway, that's my murder. It happened in Georgia. RIP to two really upstanding People in the community who did not deserve to be taken out by a family member who just couldn't get a shit together. True that, girl. Yeah. Wow, that was crazy. I know. Do you want some apple upside down? I cannot apple wait. Cake? My mouth is watering. I forgot forks. But do you want me to go get a fork, or are we just going to use our fingers? Whatever you want. I'm going to go get forks. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to eat this caramel apple with my. <laughs> so fingers. one thing. Um, when you look at the pictures of the one that I made, it looks dark, but that's because I used dark brown sugar. And he also used dark rum. And dark rum. <laughs> exactly. And the so cake is going to be, right. And the cake is going to be dense. That's important. Okay. Because I'm dense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Whew. Oh my gosh. It smells so amazing, you guys. I'm sorry you're not here to taste this. <laughs> I mean, but I'm not because then I'd have to share with y'all. Oh, wow. See, here we go. Mm. I'm very Mm. good. Oh, sugar. I love that cinnamon cake. Me too. It's delightful. Wow. Well, we've done it again. I mean, we really have. We've knocked it out of the park. More than you asked for. (laughs) (laughs) Typically what we do. Realizing you really didn't ask for anything. No, you really didn't. (laughs) Which we love that about Mm -hmm. Mm. y'all. So, anyway. Not to talk with my mouth full. Well, you kind of are. Send us an email if mm. you want information on this recipe. Or, <laughs> oh, sorry. God, what's <laughs> happening? Or if you want some killer vanilla, guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's going to amp up your holiday bacon like no other. It really does. It's going to put you on the map. Ours is a bourbon-based vanilla. Yeah, it's small batch, bourbon-based. We get our organic vanilla beans from ireland of all places i know we do but it works let us know if you want some we can hook you up we have social media follow us on all the social medias if you're only following us on one we would appreciate it if you would follow us on all of them (laughs) (laughs) all that you have if you only have one that's okay i understand a lot of most people have more than one all right and i'm just saying we're on twitter X, Twitter, Twitter X, whatever the heck you want to call it. We're on Facebook. There's two different places you can find us on Facebook. One is our fan page, our fan, what's it called? Yeah, it's a fan page. It's a fan page. Yeah. 
you know, I don't like that word. Fan? I don't like fan. But that's what we called that's it. That's what we called it. We should have called it listener, listener club or something. But we can change it. No, it's too late now. And we have a regular Facebook page. It's like a business just page. Just a business page. So we post a lot of stuff there. We are on Instagram and we're also on threads. And occasionally, we are. Occasionally, <laughs> I will batch load up a whole bunch of stuff on TikTok. Oh, okay. But we're really not on TikTok. No. I mean, we're on there. We have followers, but we don't know it. We don't, we don't know that. We don't TikTok talk. Like, that's not who we are. What is the matter with you? But I will tell you that um, if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, and our YouTube channel is called Sugar Coated in the House. What? It's on YouTube (laughs) called Sugar Coated in the House. And you'll see it. It has our logo. But you should should definitely subscribe to follow us because we've got some stuff brewing. And that stuff is going to land squarely on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Can't talk about what we're doing yet, but it's going to be on YouTube. So this is a good time to just subscribe. And then you'll get updates whenever our episodes load. You can listen to us on YouTube right now if that's your preferred platform. We don't care. But we do need you to subscribe so that you will be in the know when our big surprises start to pop. Yes. But until then, we need for you all to stay sweet and don't murder because if you kill people we will talk about you and you will not get apple upside down cake you won't you shan't or recipes if you kill people we won't share our recipes either we shan't no we will not so So don't do it and you know what guys it's the holidays things are crazy out there this has been sugar coated murder podcast have a great deliciously entertaining true crime podcast like what you heard you can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast.